Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Living the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Living the Bream, I am so, so excited about our guest and about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you probably know him or are familiar with him. Um, Greg Laurie is the senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship and he started at such a young age that he's having a, a fabulous anniversary of 50 years in ministry. He was literally just a kid when he started a Bible study. He's now the author of more than 70 books. He's in filmmaking. He does Harvest Crusades. Um, he is all about getting out there to spread the good news. And the brand new vehicle for that is this amazing new movie called Jesus Revolution. Pastor, welcome back to Live in the Bream. Shannon, great to be with you again. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so this movie, I got to see an early um, version of it, which I think is pretty close to the final. Yes. I cried. I was so moved by this. Um, I was cheering at points. I mean, this is a real life story. You and your wife, Kathy, are the main characters in this movie, but it's all about um, this religious and cultural moment in time that led to the cover of Time magazine. Tell us about it. Right. Well, it's called Jesus Revolution, and it's a story of the last great spiritual awakening in America, which is around 50 years ago. So we, in the time, did not know we were living in what is known as a spiritual awakening. A spiritual awakening is is sort of when people just come alive spiritually. And we've had four great spiritual awakenings in America. And the last was the Jesus Movement. But Time Magazine, I think, uh, really accurately described it as a revolution. That was their verbiage. And so they did, well, two Time Magazine covers sum it up perfectly. I think it was 1968, Time had a black cover with red letters reversed out, very ominous statement, is God dead? Question mark. Four years later, the psychedelic image of Jesus, it was, you know, the early 70s after all, <laughs> and it just says Jesus revolution. You say, wow, what happened there? What happened was this spiritual awakening. So this film directed by John Irwin, who also directed, I can only imagine, American Underdog and other films, came to me with this Time magazine cover. We had lunch and he said, I want to make a movie about this. And Someone told me you were there, and I wanted to talk to someone who experienced it. So John and I became friends, and this was seven years ago, and it was his intention to make it like around that time. And so there was delay after delay, and finally we were ready to shoot, and COVID hit, and we weren't able to shoot, and then finally we got it done. Now it's in theaters. It's in theaters right now, just opening. And I feel the timing is perfect, Shannon, for so many reasons, because what's going on in our culture right now, how dark things are, how desperate people are, how we hear talk even from world leaders of potential nuclear war. This is the kind of verbiage we were dealing with back in the day that it frightens people. But then on the other hand, how bright things are when we hear about what appears to be a spiritual awakening in Kentucky and other places. And so that makes us hopeful. But I can't think of any other 
decade that's more parallel to the late 60s and the early 70s than this moment in American history. Yeah, and the movie describes you and Kathy and many, many other young people who were really searching. I mean, um, experimenting with drugs and all kinds of alternative ideas and theories and just so lost and really looking for some kind of hope. And it's such a beautiful story. I think um, Kelsey Grammer does such an amazing job as Pastor Chuck Smith, um, who is in the middle of this thing where, you know, young people are showing up um, shoeless and sitting on the floor and a bunch of hippies at church. And some of the more established members of the church look down at them sort of like, who are these crazy kids taking over our church? And Chuck Smith as a pastor had a decision to make about whether he was going to open his arms and his church to people who were really searching. And that included you and Kathy. Yeah. This movie, you know, it really is a very entertaining film, as you've pointed out. So I want folks to know that go and see it. You're going to be entertained. Mm-hmm. You're going to be moved. You're going to laugh out loud. I think you might shed a tear or two. It's a love story between two young people, Greg and Kathy, played by Joel Courtney and Anna Grace Barlow. They do a beautiful job. It's a story of two opposites coming together. Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rumi, best known for playing the role of Jesus on The Chosen. And of course, as you mentioned, Kelsey Grammer playing the role of Chuck Smith. So it was this, this these people coming together and what happened. Kathy and I are, are sort of like representative of a generation. We were searching. We were trying to find meaning. We didn't know any better. You know, when I look at kids today with drugs, I think they use drugs today to escape. Back in our day, we were trying to find answers to drugs, which is crazy because we know that's a dead end street, but but we didn't know any better at the moment. And we were being led by the Pied Pipers of our generations, all these rock stars, people like Timothy Leary telling us to turn on, tune in, drop out. But then before we knew it, our rock stars were dropping like flies. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, uh, all dead of a drug overdose, ironically, at the age of 27. Brian Jones, Jim Morrison, really crazy times. And so uh, it shows how we came to faith. But Shannon, as you know, it's a really honest movie and, and it shows conflicts, overcoming conflicts. In fact, nobody's perfect in this film. This is not your typical Christian movie. I think you're right in so many respects. And I think that there's been a call over the last couple of decades to do these stories with excellence. You mentioned the Irwin brothers, Lionsgate. I mean, this is a major studio. These are major players who are involved in this story. And whether you know the story or not, whether you think of yourself as a religious person or not, it is so well done. And like you said, there is this really beautiful, difficult love story at the middle of it. And um, it's just such a fabulous movie that if you didn't live through that moment in time, you're automatically there. It puts yeah. you there. You feel like you're in the middle of this experience. Yeah, that was actually our hope when I was talking with John Irwin, and he came to me with the first draft of the script. And I was shocked by how it almost seemed as though John were there when he wasn't. But he he's a great storyteller. He's a great listener. So Kathy and I, with as much detail as we could give, described what it was like for us. He did a lot of deep research. And so I said to John, if we could take people, almost put them like in a DeLorean, you know, like a back <laughs> and take them back there, if they could almost feel as though they were experiencing it, 
that would be a win. And and I really feel that John got that. In fact, when we were shooting the film, we shot it in Alabama and California. There were times when we were shooting the film that I felt like I'd gone back in time. And I even said to John after particular scenes, I said, John, you got lightning in a bottle. So scenes from the film were shot at a place called Pirate's Cove, which is a natural, rocky amphitheater uh, there in Newport Beach, right on the ocean. So when we went to that very spot to shoot scenes for this film, uh, the Lord really met us there because what's interesting is extras. And extra is someone that shows up and, and they're in the film, you know, usually in the background. So extras were being baptized and people were so moved by what was happening. They were saying, I want to be baptized for real, not just as, you know, playing a part in a film. And there was one actor in particular, Shannon, uh, who was there for the shoot. And he played a Vietnam vet who was very troubled and was trying to find help. After he was baptized in the film as part of the story, he came to me personally and said, I would like to be baptized for real. So I shared the gospel with him. We prayed together and I baptized him. He was even in his wardrobe still, but uh, (laughs) it, it was a beautiful moment. So I think you see this in the movie. You know, a lot of times when you watch what we might call a a faith film or a Christian movie, the quality is a little less than what we're used to in mainstream films. And I think when we get to issues like trying to show a conversion or trying to show uh, prayer and other things, it kind of feels fake. And this did not feel fake because it wasn't fake. It was really happening as we were doing it. And I think that comes across on the screen. I think you're exactly right. And there are some moments that are very deep and dark and difficult um, for you and for other characters in the movie who are really struggling and kind of falling apart. Um, How tough is it to watch that? Do you remember those days? And kind of, as you said, you guys are representing sort of a collective of people back then who were going through those places, those very dark places and desperately lost and searching. Yeah. Well, there's a very talented young actor that plays a young Greg Laurie uh, with his mother in in some scenes in the film. So my mother, Charlene, was a beautiful woman. She really was a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. And that was intentional, of course, but uh, Mm -hmm. she had this natural beauty and she was a man magnet. Uh, She was married and divorced seven times and had a lot of boyfriends in between. I mean, I'd be sitting around and people would come up to me and say, introduce me to your mother, you know? So, and the (laughs) weird thing is my mom, because she was an alcoholic, was very irresponsible. She was just empty and she was searching. And, but she would pass out from drinking almost every night. And so I had to grow up quickly and really take care of her. And that's shown in the film. And there's one scene in the film where My mother has loaded up the car and we're driving away. And I asked the question, where's dad? And she said, he's not coming. That's a real scene from my life. Mm. And so to watch that, yeah, I kind of remember that. And that was a very painful moment for me. Another scene is when I'm a teenager and I've taken LSD and I'm running down the streets, basically flipping out. Uh, It's what we would call in the day a bad trip. I thought I was dying. And it shows Joel Courtney playing me, you know, with the rain coming down, collapsing on the ground and and just becoming very despondent. And it's not long after that, 
that I opened my heart to the Lord. You know, and, and that's what happened in my life, in fact, because I was using drugs. I was smoking weed, marijuana every day, every day, even before school. And uh, and then I was taking LSD on weekends, sometimes more often than that. And I had already come to the conclusion as a 17-year-old kid that this was not the answer. I knew this is wrong. I knew the answer was not in the sometimes affluent lifestyle of my mom. I knew it wasn't in the bad choices that I had made through drugs. So where was the answer? It was almost like process of elimination for me, Shannon, where you know, remember, I'm just a kid, okay, so I don't know a whole lot. But in my little 17-year-old brain, I'm saying it's not here and it's not there. Where is it? And then on my high school campus, there were some very outspoken Christians that met out on the front lawn. Now, this is a funny thing I just found out, Shannon, uh, written by Lonnie Frisbee, the evangelist he was preaching. Normally, this little group of Christians met in the science room for a Bible study at lunchtime. But on this particular day, they went outside because the air conditioning was broken and it was too hot in the room. So they were out on the front lawn and I happened across them. If they had been mm -hmm. in that classroom, I would have not gone in there, but I'm walking across the campus and they sort of stuck out. And I sat down close enough to where I could eavesdrop in their conversation. And that's when I first heard the gospel in a way I understood and that was the day I gave my life to the Lord. And that's all shown in this film, Jesus Revolution. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bream today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bream. Again, it's out in theaters now. It is a spectacular movie. It also shows us how young you were when yeah, you yeah. decided um, that this was the path for your life, but also not just becoming a Christian, but devoting yourself to full-time ministry. You and Kathy got married young and you dove yeah. right into this. Um, could you have imagined um, where your faith would take you and how many people you would connect with and reach with this message of hope? No, I could not have, but there is a scene in the film where Lonnie says to me, Greg, the Lord showed me that you're going to preach in front of thousands of people. And that, in fact, happened in my life. I was with Lonnie, and he was praying for some people, and I was just standing there. I'd never preached a sermon in my life. All I had done at that point was I drew a little cartoon booklet about the gospel, because that was my training and background, graphics and cartooning. That's what I really wanted to do be a cartoonist. And my backup plan was if that didn't work out, I wanted to own a pet shop because I liked animals. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Who knew? Yeah. So there I was. And he suddenly turns to me and he says, Greg, the Lord just showed me you're going to have a ministry 
where you preached to thousands of people. Well, I'd never preached a sermon to any people. <laughs> and that was kind of shocking. I just kind of put that away, wait for further information. And in fact, that that was from the Lord, and that's what I've ended up doing. You know, it's been said, if you see a turtle on a fence post, you know he didn't get there by himself, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like that turtle on the fence post. I'm the most unlikely person uh, that you would ever expect to be called by God. But here I am. And I think the message of my life and of this movie is God goes out of his way to find ordinary people to do extraordinary things through. And so it gives hope to any of us who have failed in life or don't feel like we have a lot to offer, that God can do a lot with the little. Think of the miracle of Jesus with the loaves and fish. He just took a few loaves and fish offered by a little boy, and he multiplied it, and he can do that with our lives as well. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned at the beginning when we were getting started about this, what appears to be just a organic, spontaneous beginning of a, of a revival at Asbury College in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, Sheldon, obviously has seen the movie too. And he's like, gosh, I just don't, I hope this isn't, you know, just coincidental timing. Maybe this is a broader theme of young people finding hope as they did in this movie. And maybe again, um, through this college in Kentucky and other campuses where we've heard this is happening as well. What's your take as a pastor? Yeah, well, I was watching Fox News last night. You may have heard of them. I and, have. Uh, I'm very familiar. And your friend <laughs> Ainsley Earhart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she did an excellent interview with some of the students. And I was so impressed by what these young kids said. They're just talking about this encounter with Jesus Christ. Look, this is a move of the Holy Spirit. And, and is it a revival? I mean, what is a revival? Sometimes we interchange the words revival and awakening. I look at it this way. An awakening is a is a pretty big move of God. And as I said, we've had four great spiritual awakenings in America, the last being the Jesus movement. But revival, that's just a word that means to come back to life. You could interchange it with the word restoration. If you see a perfectly restored classic car, you think, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's been restored. So to be revived is to be restored to original condition. In other words, to a close, passionate relationship with Christ. And revival can be citywide, it can be statewide, it can be nationwide, and it can be personal. Personal. You can have a personal revival. There is no question that God is reviving these young people at Asbury College, and they have lines going on forever literally people coming from around the world to see this. And to me, that even is interesting, that someone would get on a plane and fly across the world to see this. That shows there's a hunger for God. With all of our knowledge, with all of our technology, with all that we have to distract people today, you can't change the cry of the human heart. People want to know God. They want to know what the meaning of their life is. Uh, They want to live a life of purpose. And so it's not just the work of God in that little college campus chapel. It's a fact that people are coming from around the world to see it. And and I believe this is uh, could be the beginning of something. It's sort of like when it rains, a drop here, then a drop there, and a few more drops. By the way, Shannon, bald men always know when it's raining first. <laughs> you can alert the rest of us. Yeah, so I'm walking with my wife, Kathy, who has very thick hair, as you know. She's beautiful it's raining. She'll say, no, it isn't. I said, no, it's raining. She'll say, no, it isn't. But she wouldn't know it's raining for two days. <laughs> Here, here's something. I know immediately. But anyway, 
like revival. It can be a drop here, a drop there, a few more drops, and it's sprinkling. Now it's raining. Now it's a downpour. These are like little drops of rain. Oh, did you hear about what's happening over here? Oh, now it's on another college campus. Oh, did you see this other thing? And there's a lot of things right now in the culture that are just pointing to Jesus. Everything from the runaway success of the amazing TV series called The Chosen mm-hmm. to the He Gets Us ads and the Super Bowl. Now, some people may take issue with some issues there, but hey, or take issues with uh, you know that organization. But I am excited that the name of Jesus is being mentioned in the Super Bowl to the opening of the Jesus Revolution film at this time in theaters nationwide, a major film studio. Lionsgate has gotten behind this film. And uh, and then the Asbury Awakening, uh, the, these are all exciting signs. So I hope, I pray that it leads to more things where people start talking about Jesus again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're so divided politically and we're so divided racially. And, and the one thing that I, I just was so strong during the Jesus movement was love. You know, we even had a song we sang, love, 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 love. Christians, this is your call. Love your neighbor as yourself, for God is love. Mm -hmm. And that's what that young lady said who was interviewed by Ainsley Earhart. She goes, you can just feel the love. Some would say, well, it's emotionalism. Well, okay, good. There's some emotion attached to it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I hear of someone encountering God and their life has changed, I, for one, applaud it. Yeah. And everybody is searching for love and for peace. And listen, if you want to hear more from Pastor Grigler, he's great, by the way, on Twitter, but he's all over the place, radio, television, his church out in California and Hawaii. Um, And don't miss this movie, The Jesus Revolution. He is uh, the story of his life, but of so many others and of his spiritual awakening. I hope you'll go check it out. Pastor, thank you for joining us again. Shannon, thanks for having me on. Just quick question. When you sleep, do you bream or do you dream? (laughs) you know what it's a combo it's a special combo straight from heaven (laughs) god bless you pastor god bless you listen ad free with a fox news podcast plus subscription on apple podcasts and amazon prime members can listen to this show ad free on the amazon music app